0: We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to today's message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. Shout out to the awesome band. They just did an amazing job of setting the tone, the temperature this morning. They are just so awesome. Another group of people I usually give a shout out to, but they're not here today, my loving parents. I get to actually share some stories today that might get me grounded in my adulthood, but they're not here today, so who gonna check me? I'm about to just, ooh, I'm about to act out, y'all. God has blessed me with some amazing parents, and the one thing that I learned growing up is that we all grew up the same. As I'm checking social media and seeing all these posts and everything, I, I noticed we all had the same childhood, just different parents. It's really, it's really weird to think about because I used to think, tell me if any of you did this, I used to think I was the smartest kid in the world because whenever I get tasked with washing the dishes at night or whatever, putting, make sure you clean the kitchen, wash the dishes, sweep the floor, all those things, I would always leave the pots and pans in the water overnight just to soak Anybody else do that? I, I thought, some of us still do. No, I used to do those things. Oh, see now, I got y'all in trouble back there. I feel bad for you. But <laughs> I used to do that all the time. Still do that when I visit my parents, you know. Hey, can you clean the kitchen? Yeah, we just made this awesome meal. Yeah, pots and pans are soaking the next morning for you. Hey, yeah, I couldn't get the, I couldn't scrape it all off. Yeah, it wasn't a job for me. Sorry, sorry, Dawn couldn't do it this time. No, but I used to always get grounded for, forgetting to take out the trash. My parents would always give me these tasks. They're like, hey, can you take out the trash? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's trash. And I make sure you get that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep reminding me and reminding me. And then next morning, I wake up to my dad flipping on the lights real bright. So like, you didn't take out the trash. You're grounded, and you still have to take out the trash. <laughs> I was like, dang. So I, I lived my entire high school career grounded, forgetting to take out the trash every week. But this is one of my favorite ones. This is my favorite. I would get the phone call. I'd be in my room playing video games, you know. Get the phone call. Bring, bring, house phone ringing. We didn't have a cell phone. House phone would be ringing. Yes, there was a time before cell phones, kids. Yeah. <laughs> the house phone would ring. And then we'd hear the voicemail. I would call from Boyden, Janie. That's my mom. I'm like, I ain't answering that. So back to video games. We'd be gaming. And then all of a sudden, the voicemail would kick on. You'd hear, Lukey. I know you hear me, pick up the phone, call me back. So I put the game on, pause, get up, pick up the phone, call mom. She wouldn't answer. I don't even know why she has a cell phone. She just called me, and I call her back she didn't answer. So I call her again, and she's like, sorry, my phone fell, blah, blah, blah. I need you to take the chicken out of the freezer. I'm on my way from Elkhart. That's 20 minutes. I want you to put the chicken in a bowl of water so it thaws out. Anybody else have to do that? Put the chicken in the... Are you hearing me? You're not responding. Repeat what I said. You said said something about chicken, we're going to have chicken for dinner, something like that. I said, put the chicken in the water so it can thaw out, so we can have dinner, so we can make it on time, so dinner's ready before your dad gets home. Uh, okay, okay. Back to video games 20 30 minutes rolls by i'm still in my room playing video games and then i hear the garage door start i sprint downstairs trip over stairs in tight corners running into walls take the chicken out this chicken doesn't look thawed. Did you just put it in? No, what are you talking about this is, this is really frozen. The chicken was just really frozen this time. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know where you got your chicken. You get it from Martin's. They're, they're, you know, their frozen sections, real cold. <laughs> but my parents gave me a specific mission. They they get, constantly trust me with all these specific missions. And not all the time would I follow through with them and take care of what they ask me to do. And before we dive into the word today, let's just pray over that and me <laughs> in the word. Gracious God, our Father, we just thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for this awesome Sunday all the people that you brought out here to worship you, Lord. We just ask that you continue to watch over us and bless us. And while you entrust us with these missions here on earth, we just ask that we follow through with them with intentionality, with uh, great attention to detail, and just focus on you, Lord. We lift you up May the words in my mouth and meditation in my heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Jesus. Right before he ascended into heaven, he had given his disciples a mission. It's actually titled the Great Commission. We find ourselves in Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. The house crew is available. If anyone needs a Bible, we're going to be camping out over there today. Raise your hand if you need a Bible. The house crew will get you. Do a little shimmy with that. So, Jesus, just a quick recap, Jesus had just passed, he'd followed out the prophecy, lived a sinless life on earth, died for our sins, rose after the third day, the whole Easter message, and now, he, now that he's out and about, he's kind of run into some of the, the disciples here and there, he's talked to a few people and everything, and now he's entrusting Mary and Mary with gathering the gang. He wants to get the disciples all together to give them a message. So, knowing me personally, you give me a message like, hey, Galilee is like way off in the distance compared to where they were. You give me a message, say, hey, I want you to meet over in St. Joe. I'm like, but we're here in Niles right now. Why, why do you want to meet me in St. Joe? We could, Jesus, we could wait, we don't got to go all the way to Galilee. We can, we can have a backyard barbecue. I could broil some fish. We can, we can wash some feet. We can pray together. We can worship together. We can do all these things. We don't, we don't got to make this long journey out to Galilee just to, just to meet. You could just deliver the message here. We've seen you. But they were obedient. Verse number 16. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Point number one, God provides the roadmap; It's up to us to follow it. See, a lot of us don't hear from God because we spend so much time rejecting the answered prayer that he gives us. We're constantly looking for an answer that we want instead of the one that he's providing. A lot of times we, we, we sit there and we, we uh, get angry over like the things that, God is providing for us. God, uh, I'm just in this relationship. I don't know if I should be with him. He's he's just the worst. Uh, I get I get mad when I think about him. My friends say he ain't nothing. My mom says he ain't nothing. I know everyone knows that I shouldn't be with him, but I'm just going to put this in your hands, God. If I should be with him, just give me a sign. And then he cheats on you. And then it turns into Oh, but God, I can fix him. I know, I know this is a sign that I should be with him to the end. I need to, I need to stick around. I need to fix him. I need, you are calling on me to fix him and his mess. God, just thank you for, thank you for this sign. God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, who are you going to fix? You got too much dip on your chip. <laughs> it is over. I gave you your sign. The yogurt is in the parfait. The tree fell. Everybody was there to hear it. I gave you your sign. But we're so caught up in trying to make sure that we get the answer that we really want. I'm just so blessed to be working with Relevant Youth because we have just such awesome leaders when our students kind of go through those kinds of things where they're praying to God to answer questions and then they need guidance to kind of navigate what God is is telling them. We have awesome leaders like Liz. Liz is uh, a, where's Liz at? Oh, she has stepped out. She She just did an amazing job singing. She probably need to catch her breath. No, so we have awesome leaders like Liz. When we were at the old building, when we were meeting at the 210 building, God was speaking to Liz directly, and she she listened, and through her obedience, I'll just tell you the story. God God was speaking to Liz after the first service. She just got done serving first service. So in between services, she was sticking around only because she was going to be going to lunch with somebody else who was serving in the second service. So we had somebody come in first service who was a little rough around the edges, And there was kind of an energy about this person. So she's just sitting there, and God speaks to her and says, go to the park. So Liz, being the obedient Christian she is, goes out to the park with no reason to go to the park, just goes. She gets over to the park, and God says, go over by the river, you'll find him. So Liz walks over by the river, and she sees the man that was in church, the first service, pacing back and forth. So Liz goes up to him and talks to him. She's like, hey, God just put this on my heart to to meet with you. And he goes on to explain his story to her. He's homeless. He's struggling for a meal. And she said, hey, well, I'm about to meet some people up for lunch after this next service. If you come back to service with me irrelevant, we can uh, take you to lunch. So she's obedient in that process and ends up taking him back to church. He sits through the second service. Then they go out and get lunch together, and they pay for this man's lunch and and hook him up with a bunch of things that he needs. And this is all because of Liz's obedience. When God directed her, she followed. And through this, this dude was able to hear the gospel. So that's so awesome that we have these people. When God is providing a roadmap and we're willing to follow the instructions, amazing things happen. Point number two: What we see as a detour, God uses as a checkpoint. I'm preaching myself here. How many of you get behind that slow car in the morning when you know you're in a rush? You know you need to hurry up, and you're running late, and it's nobody's fault but your own. And you're driving fast, and then that car cuts you off. <laughs> just to drive 10 miles per hour under the speed limit, so you're just sitting there frustrated in your mind. You're mad in your mind. You got your music playing. Nook, if you book. Look, if you, like, I'm sitting here like, like, yo, as soon as we get up to a red light, I'm pulling up next to him, and it's on. <laughs> Instead, God has taken that moment to get your attention. He wants you to slow down. He could be preventing you from an accident. He could be setting you up for a blessing. He wants you to turn down that radio and have a moment with him. Because obviously you're going too fast, and you might not have had that moment with him if you're listening to that in the car. Um, <laughs> Lewis. Lewis as you're as you're driving when you hit that detour and you see that sign says detour follow this direction you have to go way out of your way instead of going straight from point a to point b you have to go b c d e f before you get to before you get to your destination god might be trying to have that intentional moment with you he wants you to turn down that radio he wants you to pray he wants you to sit in his presence for a few minutes maybe those extra few minutes are there designed so that you can connect with god When you're in the checkout lane and that person is in front of you and they're arguing with the cashier because their card's not going through and you're just sitting there, and you you see a lane open up next, don't jump straight over to that next lane. That might be an opportunity God is using for you to be a blessing to this person. We have to go from uh, this mindset of we're, we're too busy, we're too in a rush because God has a plan for us and God is trying to use us. We have to slow down and take that moment with God. Verse 17, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Let's talk about the disciples. I know some of y'all are like, Jesus is standing right in front of them. How are they going to doubt Jesus when he's right there? Jesus, It's like clear as day. Jesus is right there in front of them. How are they going to, it couldn't be me. The lies we tell. Lie again. Jesus is moving around us every day, and we don't stop to take notice of it. God is moving mountains. He's making miracles, signs, and wonders. And we don't take the time to stop and notice it because we're so focused on ourselves. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus came down from heaven, stripped off his heavenly robe, came down in human form to die for each of us. He He lived the perfect life in human form, through the same strength that we have, the same strength that is in us was in Jesus as he walked the earth. It wasn't, he didn't come down in his godly form and levitate everywhere. And, and just He faced the same temptations that we do. He faced the same struggles that we do. He faced the same trials and tribulations that we face every day. But he lived a perfect life. And he died and rose and was given all authority from God. Authority over both heaven and earth. So here, with all the authority that was given to him, he's, he's giving the disciples this message. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. I, I, I shared this message with the youth. This is where I had to give them a disclaimer. I don't want to see on Snapchat, Harrison and Jose or whoever, Choke slamming people into somebody's pool in their backyard, claiming they're baptizing them. That's the last thing. I don't want that smoke from the parents. I don't want to get a phone call. Yeah, your kids are out here uh, baptizing people, and I don't know who. It wasn't in Jesus' name they were baptizing them. So I, you might want to address that. I don't want that smoke. He said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And this is the best part right here. Listen up. And behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. Ain't that beautiful? God is with us. No matter what we have going on in our lives, no matter how many struggles and trials and tribulations we felt, God is with us. God is protecting us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's, that's exciting. That's, that's reason to shout. He said, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations Go means to move. It means to proceed. It means to advance. It means to progress. We are making a progression for the kingdom. We are fighting for the kingdom actively. This is a verb, it means we are taking action. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. I'm on a mission. Somebody, somebody say that with me. I'm on a mission. No, you didn't say it with enough energy. You guys aren't feeling it. I want you to say it like your life depends on it, like your friend's life depends on it, like your family's life depends on it. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. That's what I'm talking about. We're to go forward unafraid. We are to go forward knowing that God has our back. He's with us to the end. He's with us always. We are on a mission for God. Doesn't matter what we have going on in our life, our limitations. Jonah, he he had his doubting mind and limitations, but God still worked through him. We see Moses, Moses had his limitations. He said he had he was slow of speech. He means he had to stutter. God still used him to be a great leader. We see, we see uh, Gideon. He's fighting under he's fighting for his life. Under the, under the rocks, making wheat, just trying to make a meal. He's hiding. He's in hiding. And God calls him to be a mighty warrior. doesn't matter what our limitations are. We're on a mission. Say it with me. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. It doesn't matter what kind of limitations we have. God is the only qualifier we need. He purposely chooses the unqualified to, pr- to prove that he is the only qualification we need. So we need to be attentive to what God is doing us, around us. I'm on a mission. John fourteen twelve says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. God has given us a mission, and he has challenged us. He said, greater works than these you, you will do. Jesus came down and died for us on the cross, saved all of us of our, sin, for, of our sins, and he's still saying greater works than the works that he accomplished on the cross, we will do. That seems crazy, that seems bold, but we have God within us. We have the Holy Spirit resting within us that's going to lead us, that's going to advance us, that's going to be there with us when we, when we face adversity, that's going to be there with us when, when we have our doubters. God is with us at all times. That's so comforting knowing that God is going to protect us, that God is with us in this journey, in this mission. He says he is with you always. God sent Jesus on a mission. The the most significant mission of our lifetime when he sent him down to die for us. And he says that greater things we will accomplish when we're on mission. As the band comes forward, I I just want to to address something. we we're going to be going into the summer months. And summer months for churches across the country, they, they, the congregation starts to fizzle out a little bit. We, we have all our vacations planned. Our kids have travel sports. We, we just want to get out in the sun, so maybe we just sleep in a little bit on Sunday. Just because it's nice outside, I want to enjoy the day. We have all these things that serve as distractions. All these things that that get in the way of our worship experience with God. Regroups are ending. It's our last week of regroups. I know it makes people sad. But throughout all that, we still want to make sure that God is at the focus of us. God is at the focus of our lives so we can be attentive to what God is calling us to do. I want to challenge each and every one of you. As you guys go about your summer plans, I'm not saying don't take a vacation because you earned it. <laughs> I'm not saying don't go out and have fun. I'm saying make sure God is still at the focus of, of it. Leave room for Jesus. As you're traveling, put on a podcast. Listen to uh, the relevant podcast or another church's podcast. Make sure you're still taking in that information. Make sure you're still learning. Make sure you're still growing. As, as you're traveling on Sunday morning, instead of sleeping in a, in the hotel, why don't you pop into a local church? We'll be glad to reference some for you in the area you're in. Make sure that you're still intentional about learning and growing. When I talked to the youth this summer, this uh, past underground, I told them the leaders that they have in relevant youth, now that the school year is over, I want you to lean on them more. I want you to lean on your church leaders more because our routines begin to change over the summer. The things that we do over the summer completely shifts our time and our schedule, but we still need to make sure that we are still intentional about growing, because God was intentional when he sent Jesus down to die for us. Every detail was super important. I want to make sure that we're still continuing to learn, continuing to grow. As I reflect back on this past year, I've been blessed enough to be a part of Relevant Youth. I, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that I'd be leading a group of students with an awesome team like this. Heck, two summers ago, I was so focused on playing baseball, living out a, a, a childhood dream instead of focusing on what God was calling me to do. Pastor Muta challenged me. And he said, why don't you lean in more to what God is calling you to do right now? Because none of those knuckleheads you play baseball with you haven't brought not one of those kids to church. And I I had been so focused on how I was being a positive light to them. How my story could impact them. But it wasn't getting through. So I took a different route. I took the route that God had been calling me to. I accepted the challenge to head up the youth. We started with two students. Two students who were interested in starting a regroup never in my wildest dreams would I imagine we increased to seven students seven students that we took to Spring Hill our first year at Spring Hill something happened there was a shift in the students God was at work in the students and from that seven students we had our first regroup over the summer we had over 20 students normally when students tell you that they're going to be bringing a bunch of kids you, you believe half of what they say they showed up and showed out and through that they keep bringing and keep bringing and keep inviting and keep telling people what God is doing in their lives and lives are being changed lives are being saved this past underground we had 23 students commit their summer to Christ we had 23 students who said yes to Jesus I'm going to I'm going to passionately follow you all summer it doesn't matter what my friends are doing it doesn't matter what debauchery they're getting in I'm going to be living for Christ Over the school year, we had uh, partnered up with Rhodes Life Church and Carry the Love Ministries, and we had an assembly at the school. We gained favor in the school to have an assembly. And through that assembly, we had a a party at Underground. We had over 100 students in and out of the doors that night. But none of that is to toot my horn because I did none of that. I was just obedient. Greater things are possible when we are obedient, when we follow in what God has in store for us, when we listen, when we obey, God is ready to blow our minds, take us beyond our wildest imaginations. This 2019, we are in June of uh, May of 2019. Ooh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying. To end, try, end of May, so we might as well be in June. We have 20 baptisms at Relevant Church. Twelve of them are students. <laughs> we're obedient to what god is calling us to do he's ready to blow our minds he's about he's ready to flip our lids there's nothing that we can do without him but when we are obedient to what he has to say greater things are possible i'm on a mission i want you guys to join me today so my challenge to you today as we enter these summer months i want you to join me on mission i want you to to give this summer to god If you are going on vacation, yeah, I got my vacation plan. I've had it planned all year. Make sure that you're still being intentional about spending that time with God. If you are going on vacation, your kid has travel ball tournaments, take your kid on Sunday mornings to church before they play their game on Sunday morning. Make sure that you are intentional about your time that you are experiencing with God because nothing else is as important as God's mission. Nothing else we do. Name something more important than following through with God's mission for us. For the person in here who may not be aware of what God's mission is for, them. maybe it's their first time in here. Maybe they stepped away for a while and they're just super frustrated, have a negative experience with church or, or whatever, or ne- maybe a negative experience with God in their minds. I just ask that you lean in here real quick
1: as we pray over the end
0: of this message. I just, I just want that person, whoever you may be, just to, to lean into this moment. God has something special for you. God loves you. God wants you to join him on mission. God wants you to experience. God wants us to go from surviving to living to thriving. He doesn't want you to stay in that state of, of surviving. God never intended for us to just survive. He wants us to experience his full glory, his full mercy, his full power. God has something planned special for you. As we bow our heads in prayer, I just, I just ask that if you're that person in here today, just while every head is bowed, while every eye is closed, I want you just to raise your hand boldly, declaring that God is, is, is you want God to take over your life. You want God to give you all the glory and all the things that he has in store for you. I want you just to experience this God's mercy this morning. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you, God, for this morning for... The hands you've raised this morning, thank you, God, for the people who are accepting your challenge, who are who are going on mission for you, God. We just ask that you continue to watch over them, continue to bless them, lift them up, lift the hands that didn't raise. Maybe there are some hands in here who are not who are still afraid, unsure. Lord, I just ask that this morning that you you give them all encouragement they need to to have that conversation. If you were that person this morning, I want you just to pull aside one of the leaders or somebody at relevant church and just tell somebody, write the vision, make it plain. I want you to experience God's love. I want you to experience God's mercy. I want you I want you to go from surviving to living to thriving because I've experienced that. I've been in the surviving stage and I've been in the living stage. And I'm thank God this morning for the thriving stage. Thank God for his deliverance this morning. Thank God for all the things that he's done in Relevant Church in this house. I just ask that you continue to watch over us. Continue to bless us. Continue to lift up those people who raise their hands today, Lord. I ask these and many other blessings in your son Jesus name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.